Ladies and gentlemen, there's no crying in baseball, for this is a Fred the Only Productions podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, gosh. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Any conversation anyway. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. How do you do, your friend? How do you do, do you do? Do 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 do. Uh, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaj. And I'm the hydrated Michael Lister. Hmm. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yep. Yes, experiencing it through the mediums of Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and podcast itself. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was another one. The future. It's in the future. You get to listen to this on a podcast. Yes. Yes. Yes, as as we like to do. Um, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, better late than never, as they say. Fulia. Hi. What have you been watching this week? Uh, not a lot. I've <laughs> 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 been pretty busy getting stuff done this week with life. Life got in the way, Life so I had to get things sucks. Up. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not all the time. No, um, no. Just most um, of the time. Yeah, but um, I did get the chance to watch the uh, this uh, last week's episode of Only Murders in the Building. Ooh. Same. Woo. It's getting really good. <laughs> 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 Like nail biting, like I need to know things. Things are happening, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. getting keeping me on the edge of my seat. And every time, it looks like we're gonna find out about the killer. All of a sudden, <coughs> there's another twist, and you're like, no, more <laughs> twists. Too many twists. I don't want all the twists. I just want the answers. <laughs> Too many. Give me twists. the answers. <laughs> But I'm really enjoying it, and that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And I really am looking for. I always look forward to the episodes every week. Good. Um, and then the other thing I will say that I've been watching um, is I started watching uh, a Netflix show called Iron Chef: Quest for an Iron Legend, um, and it has our very own Curtis Stone in it, and um, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, pretty much just it's it's Iron Chefs versus Challengers. Uh, they bring him together, they give him a theme, they give him a secret ingredient, and then they have to bring, like, I don't know how many dishes, like four or five dishes, depending on the theme. But always the first dish has to be presented within the first 30 minutes uh-huh. of their cook. Yeah, which is really interesting. So it's like, you got, you got to bring us about four or five dishes, but the first one needs to be ready in the first half an hour. Wow. Which is pretty quick. That is super that's, fast. Yeah. That's, that's too quick. That's, it is, yeah. <laughs> I like fast food, but that is too fast. <laughs> but in this instance, um, the challengers aren't necessarily home cooks. They're actually 
chefs from restaurants around America. Oh, um, so they're very well-known um, chefs uh, who are versing these iron chefs who are like the creme de la creme of chefs in America. And I know that Curtis Stone isn't American, but no. he does have restaurants in America, and that is why oh. he is in it. Yes. Yes. Didn't know that. Yeah, he he lives there. He has restaurants there, mainly yeah. mainly in the West Coast. I think in California. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. And I think he also because he's also got um he with his restaurants he's got his own like butcher that goes along with it, be, because he um he really wants to bring in that whole the Australian butcher sort of thing where you get your fresh cut meats. At the restaurants, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, so yeah, um, that's why he's in it, and he's he's actually a pretty good. He's a pretty good chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't call him Curtis Stone for nothing. No, exactly. <laughs> Our Coles ambassador. Yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and I've just been sort of watching some random animes here and there, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. That's it for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Michael, what about yourself? What uh, have I been watching? Well, a uh, bit of a story here. Um, I do like me TikToks. And there's mm-hmm. some uh, clips that have been doing the rounds from a TV show that I have not seen. But the clips on it are funny. So it took me a bit of a deep dive of trying to find out where this is from. And it's actually a Canadian show. There's actually a series of Canadian shows. And you can get them on um, uh, SBS um demand not sbs mm-hmm. plus or anything like that yeah and the first show that i watched uh was is called uh, uh shawzy uh which is about about a um a canadian uh a league uh ice hockey um ice hockey team so you probably might like it fully mm-hmm. but it is a bit rude <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's very funny and witty um okay and this character called Shawzy um, is basically a bad boy, but he's he, he's a Canadian bad boy, so he's funny at the same time. Mm. A- and and essentially, this character is actually from another show mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, called um, uh, Letter uh, Something Else. It's also on Letter 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 Kenny. Letter Kenny. Letter do you Kenny, know Do you show. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Shawzy, but I've seen some Letter Kenny. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah, I I actually completed Shawzy because dickhead me. I I went to Fraser before I went to Cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Yeah. So it's, hey, I did the same thing. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot more Fraser than I have of um, Cheese. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I'm kind of working backwards. So I've seen Shawzy, and now I'm see, seeing seeing uh, Letter Kenny. Nice, nice. What do you what do you think of Letter Kenny? Uh, I really like it. Um, I'm only in the first season, and I've finished the first season of Shawzy, and hopefully there's a second season. It's just recently came out, and and yeah, it's it's really funny. I mm. I really like it. <laughs> just the delivery alone is just making right? me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's a good little find that I found. For on sure, my own, yeah. no one, no one said anything about it except <laughs> I found it on TikTok. Well done. <laughs> and and, um, and uh, last, I said uh, TikTok is going to be the end of the universe. 
yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And why I is agree. Instagram try, trying to be the same thing? Uh, everything's going to look the same. Anyway. Everything's, yeah. And I think that's death, probably death my death to big... social media. <laughs> True. True. So essentially that's, go, that, that's the thing is, and I'm at a crossroads at the moment because I don't know what to watch because I think I need to stick to one show at a time now. Because I thought, you know, being be, being the sort of person I am, I can just have a couple of things going on at once. But now I'm completely confused and I don't know where I am. So I need to, like, sit down and say, okay, I need to watch something all the way through. So next week I'm setting myself a goal and I am going to watch Not Firefly. <laughs> <sighs> Michael, <laughs> you're killing me. But I'm going to watch X-Men uh, 90, 97 all the way through. That's not... What do you mean the original series? Yeah, the original series. Yeah, Before yeah, yeah. the new one comes Before out. Before 97. I need to do that too. 97 is not coming out until next year, so you've got a lot of time. I, I Just saying, you could yeah. probably yeah, but sitting watch in... 13 episodes of a sci-fi western... That also has a movie. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I need to pay attention though. Okay. At least, we, at least with this one, I can watch with my kids. True, you probably can watch Firefly with with your kids. No, I'm talking about X Men. Yeah, yeah, you can watch X Men. Yes, I watch, I'm watching X Men. X Men, X Men's better than X Firefly. I assume. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kendall. One day. <laughs> so, Michael. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of stuff this week. I've had a very busy week. Um, but um, a couple of things. Uh, well, I finished Ted Lasso, um, so I'm up to date on that, waiting for season three. Very excited. Very much enjoying. Uh, but a couple of highlights. Um I finally had the pleasure of watching another Studio Ghibli film. Oh. My second one ever. And it was probably the most iconic, I would say, out of all of them. Uh, I watched My Neighbor Totoro. Yay! I've already seen that one. (laughs) Except for me. Not this one. (laughs) Except for me. Um, and I really, really liked it. Like, it was beautiful, um, from top to tail. Like, yeah, just wholesome story, um, beautiful fantasy thrown in, uh, lots of feels and emotions and, um, yeah, and just the animation is just stunning. For a movie that came out nearly 35 years ago, Mm -hmm. very impressive and holds up quite well. So, um, Mm. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was wonderful. So, I'm very, very glad to have seen that finally. (laughs) One Um, down. Well, second, uh, two down. Two down. Other ones to go. A bunch more to go. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Um, What else? Oh, and I saw um, a a movie from, I guess, early last year was when it came out. Um, French Exit. Uh, This is a film with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and Lucas Hedges, uh, where Michelle Pfeiffer's like this um, widower socialite who kind of goes broke 
um, and her and her son end up uh, moving to Paris and getting put up in a friend of theirs uh, who has an apartment there. Uh, and then it's just kind of their, their, you know, lives as they, you know, cross the pond. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's a bit, bit funny, like a bit, bit of black comedy, um, very quirky uh, and, uh, um, you know, and kind of sad at the same time. But it's a really, really good film. I really liked it. It was a really nice story and Michelle Pfeiffer was quite good in it. Um, I hadn't really seen her play a role like this before. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. So yeah. Cool. French that's exit. Good. Yeah. I recommend, I recommend. Um, cool. Well, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, with that out of the way, I yep. think it's now time to get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right, all right. It's nerdy news time. Um, and just to just to forewarn people, we're gonna get sad mm. for a little bit here mm. because it was not a good week to be, uh, you know fan of of incredible actors um because we lost and performers just in general we lost some pretty iconic people this week um so um i will do my best to pay pay respects to them as we go so um first off uh we lost uh the great bernard cribbins Mm. this week at the age of 93 93 is a hell of a run though um and what an incredible life and career he led um, of course, if you're a nerd, um, you'll know him from Doctor Who. Um, most recently, I think it was the, his kind of biggest thing that he'd done. Um, it's the only only thing I really know him from, um, especially someone like myself who's very new to Doctor Who. Um, but I have had the pleasure of seeing some of his episodes. Um, so he was absolutely wonderful in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was actually in a couple of the Carry On films as well back in the day. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, he was in Frenzy, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he had an incredible career. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, very, very talented and will most, most definitely be missed by all of us here. That's for sure. Um, we also lost another, uh, iconic actor of sci-fi, uh, and many other things. David Warner passed away this week at the age of 80. Um, I am most familiar with him, uh, with Titanic, of course. Uh, he plays Lovejoy in that Billy Zane's, uh, right-hand goon in that movie. He does that very, very well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I just, my, my mind goes to, to that when I think of, uh, David Warner. Um, but of course he was in a lot of other things like Time Bandits and Time After Time. Um, he was in Tron. Um, he was actually in Doctor Who as well. Mm. Um, he was in an episode of that. Multiple um, Doctor Who stuff. Oh, and multiple Doctor Who stuff. Mm. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, and, uh, Star Trek as well, um, appeared in, in some episodes of Star Trek. Um, so yeah, uh, massive filmography he leaves behind as well. Uh, and then the third person, um, only passed, um, just today that we, we learned of Archie Roach, the incredibly iconic Australian 
indigenous singer, performer, songwriter, all around great human being, passed away at the age of 66, far too young. Um, and um, yeah, we're just a bit, it's a bit, bit sad, but it feels, and he's been sick for a while, but it felt, felt a bit sudden for me. Um, but, um, but yeah, so if you're international and listening, um, or watching us, I would recommend you go check out Archie Roach because I, I I don't know if he had much reach overseas, but he is someone very much worth celebrating and paying tribute to. Um, his most notable song, of course, is "Took the Children Away" um, from his debut album Charcoal Lane in 1990. Um, that Paul Kelly, one of uh, another one of uh, Australia's most iconic artists, uh, helped bring to the mainstream, uh, and uh, and then Archie went on to have an incredibly successful career um performing you know pretty much up until the end so um we will definitely be missing him um that's for sure um yeah just icons 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 all gone this week so um yeah very very sad Fulia. yes um do you have any uh any tributes you would like to pay any anything to say about these great men that have passed away yeah look all three of them just you know we're going to definitely miss them in the, the TV and film industries. Um, I'd say for me, uh, out of the three, Bernard Cribbins was the one that I definitely know of from watching Doctor Who. Um, and yeah, no, he is such a, he's such a lovable character um, in, in the show. And he was like, so wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to go back and watch those episodes again because <laughs> it was it was really cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's yeah, gonna definitely miss miss his voice and his just him himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Michael. Um, your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your tributes, please. Yeah, this week definitely hit hard for me, especially being a Hoovian myself, and. Uh, mm. Yeah, Archie Roach, well, rest in power, sir. Um, you definitely deserve a, a good long rest, especially after battling uh, an illness for a majority of his life. So, yeah, rest in power. And, um, yeah, David Warner, also also another movie that um, I forgot he was in. He was in uh, Secret of the Ooze, Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. He's been he, he's he did he has done a lot of genre stuff, uh, like little bits and pieces everywhere, and like he was he, he was definitely a prolific um, voiceover artist as well. Uh, he was in Captain Planet, and <laughs> <laughs> nice. And um, and with the Doctor Who stuff, he was uh, an alternative version of the Doctor. So essentially, we have lost a Doctor this this week as well. Uh, oh, wow. Through uh, through Big Finish, uh, that, and with their audio dramas as well, uh, and yeah, he's been in an episode of Doctor Who as well. With, and uh, yeah, he's been in everything, um, every genre, including Titanic. He he also helped his Titanic, which um, <laughs> my wife knows. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and if my wife knows him, then you know it's sad. And yeah, Bernard Crimmings just hit me hard um pretty pretty hard 
considering uh, he was in uh, the 1960s Doctor Who movies, uh, well, movie. He was in um, Invasion. And, yeah, he he was in that, and then it was a... It was kind of cool that he uh, wound up in New Who as well. So and and essentially was only for uh, a Christmas episode, and then uh, an actor who uh, was meant to play a character's father uh, uh, unfortunately passed away while they were filming uh, that season. So they couldn't really have the sort of father figure character. So they. Uh, uh, reverse engineered um, Wilford, his character from the Christmas episode, to be um, uh, Donna's grandfather, mm. and 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 bring him back. Uh, the the um, fan base just took a hold of him and just loved him so so much, and and yeah, not not to spoil it because I really want to. Um, show you Kendall what he did as well mm. and yeah and he was uh, filming in the new Doctor Who that's going to come out next year uh, and we got to see um, uh, set photos of that as well so so he's definitely going to be in it and oh wow it would it's going to be his last performance unfortunately and mm. yeah and just fitting and also for a family tie-in as well. I'm not crying, you're crying. Um, <laughs> my grandfather used to sing this song all the time called um, Right Said Fred. And it's not to I'm Too Sexy, guys. No. <laughs> it's a song called uh, All Right Fred about these removalists trying to move this piano. <laughs> and and so it's like, okay, what we need to do is remove the legs to get through the door. And it's like, okay, what we need to do... Um, is take it apart a little bit and then it's an, and then all we have to do is just take out the wall and then and then and then systematically have breaks of having cups of tea as well so and then, yeah so make sure you look that up because my granddad used to sing that all the time and and that's where my family used to call everyone like George or Fred or anything like that not necessarily their names because there's too many, too many characters uh, in in my family. So, and that's where sort of my affinity for Fred as well, and the reason why this show is called Fred <laughs> wow. is be- is because I'm a big fan of like Freds as well. So it's all it all connects in the great circle of life, Simba. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just a shame. Uh, but being nine ninety three, such a terrific effort i mean that's that was how my my great-grandfather passed away at the age of eight so yeah Mm -hmm. significant there so anyway yeah and also he was in an episode of uh towers as well so oh really yeah he he, he was in basil the rat oh (laughs) he was the annoying yeah he was the annoying customer oh really (laughs) <laughs> oh nice okay yeah that's cool that's cool i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to give that another watch yeah yeah nice so uh, what about you kendall <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was very lovely mike thank you yes. thank you thank you 
Oh, gosh. All right, let's lift the mood. Let's, let's, yeah. let's lift. Let's push on up. Let's just woof, cheer up here. Okay, because we have some Marvel-related news. Um, so more things came out after Comic-Con last week. Um, the, the amazing San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Um, and uh, the most notable of, uh, for me, was the fact that uh, we now have a director for Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Uh, and that director is Destin Daniel Cretton um, of Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi. Um, <laughs> Shang-Chi. This makes me very, very, very happy. Um Shang-Chi was a fantastic film. Uh, it's definitely one of the highlights of Phase 4, I would say. Um, it was just so much fun. Um, a fantastic world to be introduced to. And, uh, you know, watching the behind-the-scenes for that film, the assembled episode, you really got a good sense for, for Destin's uh, passion for um, bringing, uh, you know... Asian culture and uh, powerful Asian characters into the MCU and shining a, a light on that kind of thing, um, and just filmmaking in general. And he clearly has a good scope and a good eye for what Marvel are all about. So it makes perfect sense um, for him to be, you know, directing a, an Avengers movie. Mm. Um, so I was very, very happy to hear this news. Uh, of course, we have no idea yet who's going to be directing Avengers Secret Wars. Um, the, you know, the Russos did once say upon a time that they would come back to the MCU and direct if uh, Secret Wars is on the table. However, Secret Wars is on the table and word on the street is that they will not be directing that. It will be someone else um, and we don't know. Um, but mm. I imagine with them announcing uh, Destin Daniel Cretton for, uh, for Kang Dynasty that maybe we're not too far off a, a uh, Secret Wars announcement. But... We'll see how it plays out. I would love to see the Russos come back, but I would also love to see someone else get an opportunity um, to prove themselves because yeah. that's, that's going to be an epic feat uh, pulling that film off. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. Fulia, mm. what are your thoughts on, on this? Oh, look, um, Destin did a great job with, uh, with Shang-Chi, so I have to agree. Um, I reckon he'll do a, a fantastic job um, with, the, uh, with the upcoming Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Uh, in phase five, phase six. Phase six. Sorry, phase six. It's okay. Uh, it's all melding together. It's all melding together. <laughs> they dumped too much. There was an incursion of phases, and they all collided. Yep, essentially. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I am really looking forward to seeing how he will bring um, that Avengers film to life and to the screen, to our screens. Um, it's going to be really cool. And um, just from just gathering from what we saw from Chang Chi, I reckon it's going to be epic. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mike, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, um, it definitely looked promising, and and being Chang Chi is probably one of the highlights for Phase Four. I think you know, um, keep on going. I mean. It's sort of what the Russos did with Captain America, and they just said, well, we like what you're doing, keep on going. And they got a, a huge ensemble. So see what you can do. <laughs> All Absolutely. for this. Yes. Lars has uh, come in to speak. Um, uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, I'd like to ask the question, do, do you think Marvel Universe uh, will eventually hit a brick wall of sorts once... They start 
moving into really obscure comic book heroes and heroines? I don't. Ooh. I don't think so. I think I think the well's pretty big compared to all the all the characters and the creatures that they that they've got to play with. I mean, it's only like, um, it's only we've only seen like, not even tip of the iceberg. It's sort of uh, a a needle a needle on top of the iceberg of what they have because they've got like thousands of characters and and I think. There is probably going to be a thing where the universe will start eating itself and they're going to be running our stories and then they're going to reset the universe and start again. Maybe. Hmm, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a kind of a topic, uh, you know, sort of recently of, like, you know, this fatigue. The, yeah. yeah, the Kevin fatigue. The Kevin fatigue. Mm, <laughs> or just the superhero fatigue in general. Yeah, superhero fatigue mm. is a real thing for sure. Yeah. Um. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be uh, keen. Like, I'm very curious to see if if that will happen. Like, if they get to a point where, like, you know, people will stop caring because they will have gone so deep in on the lore that they like only comic book. Like, if you're a fan of comic books, maybe you'll be interested. But I feel like Marvel has done a really good job of getting people who aren't comic book fans to be fans of these movies. Like myself, for example, and Folia. We don't read comic books. Um, but we, f- we freaking love these movies yeah. and what they do. Um, cause yeah, they're just fantastic, mm. uh, stories that are being told and the way they're being told. So yeah, I don't, I feel like we're so in now that I, I can't see the more, I feel like the more obscure they go, we're still going to be in. Yeah. I think I don't, I can't see unless it's superhero fatigue that kills it completely. And like the box office numbers drop. But I don't know. I, I feel like as long as Kevin Feige's around, we're, we're good. There's also a possibility that they'll probably bring the whole, like, I don't know if it will ever happen, but there is also a potential that they might bring the whole MCU to an end at some point <laughs> if they feel like they don't know where they want to go. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's that's just a... I mean... Look, potential. <laughs> essentially, I could, I could Marvel be so wrong. Will, yeah, but, you know. essentially, Marvel will stop. And I'm, and I heard a thing where Kevin Feige is sort of, uh, <laughs> he's going to use up all the stories from the comics, and then he's just going to leave. And it's like, okay, you sort it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what'll happen then, like, because it's owned by Disney. They'll just start doing remakes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And this, Reset and then, the entire universe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All this has happened before and will happen again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we're around to see what, what eventuates. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> with, with all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's making too much money, so. Yeah. The money hamster talks. wheel keeps on going. All right. Let's cross the pond to DC now because during the week... Uh, Jason Momoa took to Instagram to reveal to the world that Batfleck returns in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, well, maybe not specifically Batfleck because it looks like it might just be Bruce Wayne. But they are, in fact, doing reshoots uh, at the moment for Aquaman 2, uh, which is coming out in March next year. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Ben Affleck and uh, Jason Momoa were uh, getting reacquainted uh, at the Warner Brothers studios in L.A. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a photo of the two of them and, and Ben is in a bit of a, you know, Bruce Wayne 
garb going on. So, um, yeah, so it looks like we're getting him back. I'm hmm. guessing it's probably just for a interconnected universe tie-in situation. I don't think it's going to be a big thing, especially if they're adding him in in a reshoot, uh, or maybe a post-credit scene if they're so inclined to do hmm. that. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with this. I think it's, I think it's good. You know, I'm definitely a firm believer that Batfleck did not get the proper opportunity, I think, to really show us what he could do. Um, definitely not my favorite Batman, of course, but, um, that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it all pans out. I just hope it's a good movie. I just want a good movie. (laughs) I think it will. I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, given given what Aquaman one was like, I kind of I really enjoyed the first. So Aquaman. did I. It was fun. So I reckon Aquaman two will be just as good. Mm-hmm, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm, hopefully. Are you excited about <laughs> Batfleck returning? Look, I'm not a huge Batman fan, I'm so not I'm not. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. What about Ben Affleck? Are you a fan of his work? Uh haven't really watched <laughs> him in much. Okay. Um, sad to say. So I don't know how it's going to affect. The movie itself, I don't think he'll be in a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Being that they're revealing that he's going to be in the movie, um, I don't think it's a post credit scene thing. Yeah, that's a good call. I feel. Mm-hmm. Because usually when it's a post credit scene, no one knows about it until you've actually seen it. Yeah, like freaking Charlie's Thrawn showing up in the Doctor Strange post credit scene. Exactly. <laughs> and everyone on their phones going, who the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the fuck is clear? Um. <laughs> so uh, I feel like he's just going to like cameo in the main story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, probably just like a tie in to potential future film. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm really looking forward to Aquaman 2 anyway, just because I really enjoyed the first one. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Michael, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I think because uh, this movie was meant to be meant to be released after um, Flash, the Flash movie. It was eventually. I think they're doing pickups to make sure people make sense. Because I think, and I'm thinking here, maybe wrong, that originally it was going to be Michael Keating's Batman that was going to be, it, and then they. And then they changed it to Ben Affleck because otherwise people were going, oh, what's what's going on? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a really great point. Because yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, because Michael Keane is in the new... Um, Flash. Uh, new In the Flash. Batgirl. And Batgirl. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Batgirl as mm. well. So maybe they're just doing that and it's probably just going to be a, a slight change because Ben Affleck's Batman's not dead yet. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Which is a theory yeah. for the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is interesting. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. They're going to kill the Snyderverse. They're going to yeah, <laughs> kill it with fire. Even though even though James Gunn is pretty much keeping it alive with his characters and his stuff. That's also very true. Yeah. So. Uh, boy. Boy. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, we got one more thing to talk about in the news this week. Um, and that is, of course, the announcement of a release date for season six of Rick and Morty. Um, I was literally thinking about this the other day. I was just like, when's, 
when's the next season coming? And then, bingo, here we are. Ripped <laughs> and ready. Season six will be uh, ready for viewing on Adult Swim and hopefully here in Australia on Netflix um, on the 4th of September. So um, I can't wait. Um, I think Justin Roiland's been doing press and talking about how it's going to be absolutely fantastic and uh, maybe a return to form, hopefully, because season five was a bit mixed, but, you know, they were making it during COVID, so that's, you know, understandable. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I, I really, really, really hope it's it's good. It's good because, you know, we want we want all these many seasons of Rick and Morty. 100 years, Rick and Morty, 100 years, because I <laughs> love Rick and Morty. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's see if they can keep the momentum going um michael Hello. what are your thoughts what do you what do you think is it gonna be is it gonna be good uh yeah i think so and as you said at the uh at the end of the previous episode i think um i still think that they pretty much used up all the stories that they that that people were expecting to be fleshed out um in in later episodes and they're just gonna go nah that's it uh, that's the story. Evil Morty's been whatever, and then we're just going to do what we want to do. We're not going to be tied down for any stupid like oh plot lines and that. No, that's not the that's not the show that we want to do. So yeah, and also um, on YouTube on the um, Adult Swim YouTube channel, they've just released the uh, Vindicators Two shorts. Uh, and I think they were originally supposed to be like NFTs or something, and because the NFT sort of bubble just just went, uh, they just released them. And uh, I've watched them, and they're pretty fun. They're they're pretty much like a prequel to the Vindicators episode. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the one that no one liked, apparently. Not even not even <laughs> Ham, uh, Harmon. Oh, Dan Harmon didn't like the Vindicators. Yeah, he, he, he said nah, it wasn't really that great. I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's I right. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, I said uh, I heard about this. Uh, they said season five was weird and uncontrollable, but uh, they plan to steering uh, season six back to its roots. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. And and with the backstory, uh, that's why they quickly got rid of the backstory of of rick as well it's like well this is the backstory this is what we're sticking to so mm. no more um analysis youtube people <laughs> <laughs> no more analysis this is a stupid show and we and and we just want to love doing it okay we're not gonna we're not gonna be like anything else it's like oh you gotta it's not westworld that you gotta there's there's no like secrets or or plot twist what a twist or anything like that it's just stupid shit and i like it like that yeah yeah that's fair that's fair i was just trying to think if i prefer bottle episodes on rick and morty to like the evil morty storyline that they did because because like that you know that 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 one episode oh you know, at the, you know, with the Council of Ricks or whatever. What was it? What's the episode called? The Atlantis? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know the one I'm talking about. It, they, they went to Atlantis instead of going to the the Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel of Ricks, yeah. 
Yeah, that that's for me still holds up. I think is one of the probably the top five Rick and Morty episodes. So I can I can understand why some fans are probably uh, more into the the linear like you know connected <laughs> story. The like, lore. Yeah, the lore of it. But but then again, some of the random shit episodes have also been fantastic. Like I mean, you know, Pickle Rick is iconic now. Um, that holds up as well. Hmm. And there's this. And sometimes they do tend to go too far the other way. I mean, giant yeah. is incest baby. Yeah, that I didn't like that. I will say. <laughs> I think I no like one that. did. I, yeah, I mean, kudos to them for you know trying something a bit different and and daring. But no, <laughs> no, no incest baby. Giant, giant incest, incest baby. baby. Giant incest baby. And last and. And last said, uh, Rick and Morty is just one of those shows that uh, you have to enjoy. You have to enjoy, and not to do deep dives on. In my own opinion, yeah, I think we're in a similar opinion. Yeah. And you're allowed to have your own opinion on this show, uh, just like opinions. Uh, it's like everyone's got an opinion, like everyone's got a butthole, and it's usually full of shit. Anyway. <laughs> no i yeah i i agree yeah don't don't overthink rick and morty just yeah. enjoy it for yeah what it is and don't yeah. go stupid like go, going to uh mcdonald's and say where's the szechuan sauce <laughs> fuck the szechuan sauce <laughs> i think they're bringing it back they are <laughs> yeah i know yeah oh, so funny anyway haven't they heard of morphin time Morbin time. Morbin. I still haven't seen that movie. Neither have I. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you both <laughs> for not watching Morbius. <laughs> I wish I could take it back. Anyway, um, that's the nerdy news done yes. uh, and dusted mm-hmm. for this week. We're going to move Last, on. Last, don't. Don't you be me, It's Morbin time. <laughs> uh, I, I just feel sorry for Matt Smith. Oh, did you? Did we talk about that last week? No, no, no. About, about what happened with him at Comic Con? Yeah, and it's Morbin time. Morbin time. It's like, I don't get that. I'm not on the internet like you weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Someone went up, so a fan went up to him and said it's Morbin time, oh, and he had no idea. Oh, no. Poor guy. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, I do feel sorry for, for Matt Smith. He's, he's trying to be known other than Doctor Who. Yeah. That's why he's now in Game of Thrones prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Matt Smith has kind of had this, like, he Doctor Who's his breakout role and he's been in a lot of other big franchise mm. things that I haven't really hit the height of Doctor Who, yeah. I suppose. The Crown? Well, the crown, yeah, the crown's fantastic. So yeah, that that works. That I mean, yeah, definitely the crown. Um, First two seasons, I, yeah, yeah. But, but Terminator, no. I was gonna say Terminator was a shit show, um, and he was meant to be in Star Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, um, and then yeah, Morbius and and um, now uh, House of the Dragon in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully, mm. Hope, fingers hopefully. crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, let's roll on up to the trailer park, shall we? Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw.
Uh, Mr. Last, speaking of, I have high hopes for the Game of Thrones prequel. Uh, don't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. It looks amazing. I uh, yeah, but I don't think I don't think it's gonna have the same problems, hopefully, as the last couple seasons of mm. Game of Thrones did. Yeah. Uh, I'll be watching it systematically with Rings of Power as well. Oh yeah, man. This August is good. <laughs> fucking August Sa- is stacked. Fucking Sandman, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Like, let's go. All right, trailer park time. Let's get into our first trailer um, mm-hmm. for this episode, uh, and that is our first very good look that we've gotten so far of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, this is how you do this story. This is how you do <laughs> a trailer, <laughs> a trailer, and just, I mean, I, it just frustrates. Disney just frustrates me, man. I love Disney, but my God, like you know, this, the whole Tom Hanks's Geppetto thing, and whatever they're doing over there with their live action retelling, reimagining, um, that's fine. But like, this is what you do with like stories that people know. You come at it from a different perspective and bring yeah. a different approach. Um, the animation in this looks freaking awesome. Um, I loved it so much. Um, it looks just gorgeous. Um, it's a beautiful aesthetic and it has Guillermo all over it um, in terms of the, the, the vibe and the, you know, there might be some dark fantasy elements to this mm. in, so, in some ways, but just the creativity, like... Oh, it just, it just, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, so I really can't wait to watch this movie when it comes out on Netflix yeah. at the end of the year. It just, yeah. And Ewan McGregor's Jiminy Cricket. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on. Like, and the cast is just, you know, it's not it's even, stacked. it's not even, it's totally stacked. It's not even just, um, um, you know, Ewan McGregor, it's freaking Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton. Um, who else do you have here? Ben Gorman, of course, because it's a Guillermo del Toro film. <laughs> um, mm. John Turturro, Christoph Waltz, Ron Perlman, because it's a Guillermo del Toro film. Um, David Bradley, Tim Blake Nelson. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, hell yeah, I'm down for this. Disney who? <laughs> I'm sorry, part of, I might get sued now because I, you know. Marvel is owned by Disney, and I sacrificed part of my soul to Marvel, so <laughs> I might be in some trouble. Um, That's all right. Anyway. Uh, Lars has said, uh, don't talk too loud. Uh, Disney might buy Twitch from Amazon and ban you all. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yep. Sorry, everyone. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. I think Bezos is holding on to dear life. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Congratulations. Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of this trailer? Uh, I actually really like the look of this trailer, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I uh, I feel like this has got to be a really cool... Um, it's a stop animation, by the way. It look looks, of it. Yeah, it looks, yeah. looks yeah. like yeah. a stop and animation. Yeah. I love that. I mm-hmm. really do. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor is Jiminy Cricket. It's just perfect. Like, come on. What, what, what more do you want from that? <laughs> um... And yeah, no, I, I'm actually very curious to see where they take the story. Um, yep. it does look like a different 
version of, but it's still in the same sort of realm of what the original story was about. But I'm very excited to see where Guillermo del Toro takes this. Yeah. So I can't wait. I really can't. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. Nice. Yeah. Michael, what do you think of this? Uh, I think we all have the agreement that this looks a whole lot better than what Disney is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And um, I usually like to see things before showing to my kids. You know, I am that sort of a parent. Uh, but I think, you know, just go in for it. I mean, it's all right to scare kids every now and again. I mean, it is Gilmo. Yeah, there might be a couple of, um, a couple of scary things. I mean, the, like, boys turning, boys turning into, um, uh, donkeys may be a bit of a (laughs) hard pill to swallow. Mm. Uh, but yeah, go for it. I mean, I, I showed my kids Ghostbusters when they were children so <laughs> and even zelda like likes watching oh i want to watch want to watch ghostbusters again it's like yeah okay i'll just i'll just turn down the volume when the the library goes goes full full uh ape mode <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah i'm really looking forward to this uh i love stop motion and it just looks it just it just warms the cockles of your heart it's and it's a, probably a good time to actually release it. It definitely has that sort of um, uh, Christmas film without being a Christmas film sort sort of uh, thing to it. So yeah. So mm. when uh, is this going to be dropped into our mm. inbox on Netflix in November? I'm just guessing. Yeah. Well, well, it'll be in select cinemas in November, um, but it will be streaming worldwide on Netflix in December. We don't have an exact day yet, but probably just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Holiday movie. Holiday movie. Good times. All right. Our next trailer, speaking of Netflix and speaking of movies, uh, is for an upcoming anime adaptation of a very popular video game. This is, of course, Tekken Bloodline. Um, loved Tekken as a kid. <laughs> uh, Fight me. Fight me for it. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> I know it's not from the same Settle. game, but Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong franchise. <laughs> Smash. Smash. Um... Yes, love Tekken as a kid, so seeing this, you know, trailer um, brings back a lot of memories, of course, and, uh, you know, uh, reminds me of all the characters I used to fight as, and um, the vague story from the game sort Mm. of thing. Um, Looks like they've brought in a lot of that into this film, from what I can tell, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not entirely sold, though, if I'm going to watch this, if if I'm honest, Um, just because... I th- maybe I missed the point of why the tournament is happening sort of a thing. Mm. I don't know. Or wasn't... maybe they just didn't want to say anything. Maybe not, because it is kind of more of a teaser trailer, I suppose, than yeah. a full trailer. Um, but, but yeah, it just kind of felt like the 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 fighting was very much of the game sort of thing, and then the uh, the storyline sort of seemed... Like, there didn't seem to be enough connective tissue for me yeah. yet for it to make sense. 
Um, so, yeah, but I'm sure there will be a lot of fans that will get a kick out of this. Ah, get a kick out of it. Um, roundhouse <laughs> kick. Uh, mm. Roundhouse kick. Um, I'll see myself out. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, neither here nor there on this one. But um, no, no, that's I, fair. I am an old school Tekken fan, but we'll see. Hof- I just Hopefully it's good. Hopefully people like it. Mm. Yeah, what do you think, Floyd? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, when I first watched this trailer, I was a little excited. Um, a little excited? Yeah. So um, I am also an old school Tekken fan. Really enjoy playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I saw the trailer and the fact that it's in the style of anime, uh, that made it even more awesome. So I am definitely uh, going to check this one out uh, and see how it goes. I'm hoping it's good. And hopefully the point of that whole tournament thing will be revealed in the actual um, film. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but, you know, just the, the fact that they name dropped a couple of the characters and it just, you know, the nostalgia just kicked in. And uh, and then just seeing some of the characters as well and just like, oh, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'm... I'm but you know, fingers fingers crossed that the story's good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're really they're really um, they're really going for the Mishimas mm. in mm-hmm. this one mm-hmm. in terms of characters. So yep. yeah, we'll see how uh, we'll see where that goes. Okay, yeah. hopefully somewhere good. Yeah. Yes. Nice, Michael. What are your thoughts on the trailer for Tekken Bloodline? Yeah, Tekken. Um, I'm not that big a fan of like fighting games because I know there's a special way to fight, but I never really understood it. Or I'm just a button smasher. So yeah. oh, so am I. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love to button mash. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be a way to do it properly for them. It's yeah. It if you first start skill. off that way, and then it and then it doesn't work, and then you're like, screw this, and just push all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hadouken and... and uh, <laughs> Hadouken! Yeah. But uh, my wife is a big fan of Tekken. So there you go. She likes all the fighting fighting games. And she's also and she also is a big fan of the um, Mortal Kombat movie as well. Yeah. Yes, she is. And she gets annoyed every time I say, well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> could have been better. I mean, we could have <laughs> had, like, I don't know, a tournament in the freaking movie, but uh, that's here nor there. So, <laughs> but yeah, Mortal Kombat two. Mm, yeah, fingers crossed. If the if it gets off the ground, <laughs> is hoping, and yeah, so I I think my wife will probably in, enjoy this, and yeah, because I don't know the law or the story. Uh, I think it involves bloodlines, maybe. And the aesthetic is awesome as well, the sort of uh, anime slash with CGI sort of ta- take on that. So the moves are more streamlined and it's it's probably easier to, to um, render and, and get up. And yeah, and it's also going to be on Netflix. What day on Netflix, Kendall? Well, I'm glad you asked, Michael. Um mm. Mm. <laughs> It'll be out uh, on the 18th of August. So, not far Yay. away from that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, last trailer this week 
is for an upcoming series on Amazon Prime, and that is A League of Their Own. I've been really looking forward to this show uh, for a long time. Um, the the film on which it is uh, based on slash inspired by is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, I you know I I love watching it. I've seen it many many times. Um, highly recommend if you haven't seen the film um, to watch it. Probably watch it before this series. Uh, but it does look like they are doing a like similar characters but different. Like it really looks like a kind of a fresh take on the same thing, I guess. Um, But I could see some characters that kind of look like characters from the film. So I'm curious to see how many crossovers there are in terms of, in terms of the storylines and what characters they are using. But, um, but yeah, it looks really good. They've got the aesthetic down perfect, the, you know, the gorgeous 1940s style um, uh, you know, uh, and all of these women. I'm just excited to watch a show that's pretty much just all women, to be honest. I yeah. Mean, like, that's fantastic. Uh, and to see Darcy Carden. Yes! Um, in this. She's one of the, uh, the, the leads in this show. Um, I reckon she's perfect for this. Yeah, she's got that... For that aesthetic. The, yeah, well, seeing her, the shots of her in this trailer and the... the the period accurate, you know, makeup and, and outfits. She yeah. looked she looked gorgeous. So um yeah, and she's very talented. So mm. we, we love her in the good place. So I, I, I'm excited to see her in something else where she's not playing Janet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I miss Janet. I miss Janet too. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but I'm I'm excited for what it's what it can potentially do, um, and I, I just hope it's really really good. I'm mm. I'm so curious to see um, how it goes. So fingers crossed. But it yeah. looks it looks very very good. Uh, what do you think, Fulia? I agree. It definitely looks really cool. Um, I, I I love the 1940s and 50s sort of aesthetic of it all, and mm-hmm. um, just that period itself, mm. um, and just the way that they dress uh, and the fact that, you know, we've got, we're getting like an, a, a women's league, baseball league. Um, I don't watch baseball. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I am curious to know about the, um, the, the sort of history of where women's baseball came, like started off. Um, even if it is a little bit of a heightened reality. Um, looks amazing. Cast looks awesome. And yeah, no, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Michael, what did you think of this? Yeah, it looks woke. (laughs) (laughs) You're woke. I'm not woke. You're woke. Get a new word. (laughs) Naysayers. Anyway. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Uh, I... I can't remember if I have watched League, uh, League of Their Own or not. Um, way back in my back memories of, of what it was. Uh, and who, who else is in it as well. And yeah, it, it, it definitely looks pretty interesting. And having a look at the uh, Wikipedia of it. Uh, the original movie was based on uh, the actu- uh, something that happened but mm. i don't think the characters were the same i think it was no, just no, no. completely new so mm. that's why i was a bit confused it's like 
well, they didn't really touch on the sort of race or the or even the sexuality, and that's just a new uh, element that they're they're bringing into this, and it's probably called for because you know, uh, you can what you can do with a with a with a reboot, and it's been twenty years since the since um, the movie, and thirty years. Thirty? Yes, that's right. Yep. That's how time works. Yep. It's been 30 years. It's been 30 years. So no excuses. They can change it up and do whatever they want because it's whammon. <laughs> it's whammon. Yes. And also Nick Nick Offerman is bloody awesome as well. Just, yeah, yeah you know, for a man. we got to <laughs> represent the man here. you got to represent a man. <laughs> and him without a, without a beard, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> I didn't recognise him. No, no. Even in the founder, he doesn't have a beard. I was like, "You look familiar, especially especially this bit, of mm. your, like your eyes." And he's a good, uh, good um, character as well. So there you go. And yeah, I I I enjoy um, uh, a good period piece as well. So and it looks awesome. Um, yeah. So when is this going to get dropped on on Amazon Prime? Yes, uh, League of Their Own, uh, the new version, uh, will be dropping on Amazon Prime on the 12th of August. Very soon. Mm. Cool. Very, very soon. Very exciting. Week by week. Yes, old school, I think. Yeah. Unless they, unless they do a boys and drop the first couple at once and then go week to week after. I'm not sure. Boys. Boys. Yeah. All right. Boys, girls. Which one? <laughs> Girls. Girls. Girls get it done. Yeah, but boys have got the pants. I'm not going to win like this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bother. Uh, all righty then. Um, yes. That's Trailer Park. Done. Mm-hmm. We're rolling on out. Yeah. All done rolling and dusted. Done and dusted. Yes. Which means... Yes, queen. It's now. Hmm? Time for the moment. Oh, shit. The segment. I haven't set it up. The section. I can't find the file. The part. Oh my god. The <laughs> the place. Unfamiliar territory. The spot in the show we like to call. Grandmaster, yeah, boy. Popcorn culture. <laughs> it's the pop and the corn and the corn of the cultures. Yes, it sure is. It sure is. None of this cancel culture. culture here. We got the popcorn culture here. Yes, yeah, we got the good, good kind of culture here. <laughs> around these parts. Yes. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture time. Popcorn yeah. culture time. Uh, yes. So, this week we thought we would uh, do a bit of a retrospective, a bit of a look back on the year. That is 2022 so far. Bit of a mid-year of, review. Yes. Yeah. In terms of the things we've watched, whether mm-hmm. they be movies or TV shows, we've talked about a lot of them uh, on this podcast, but now is the time to kind of reflect and uh, see, yeah, what, what so far has, has uh, stuck with, with us over the last seven months. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I guess we'll just go around the table, shall we? Cool. Yes. Cool. So, Ladies first. <laughs> Let us first. 
So, Michael. Um, no. Oh, you. Ash. Oh, you. I was awesome in 2022. That's, That's my, my review. review. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were, Ash. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, 2022. For me, there is so much. <laughs> I have spent hundreds of if not thousands of hours watching things this year, I I would say. Um, The first thing that comes to mind uh, when I look back on the year uh, so far of 2022 um, has to actually be a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, I thought that might be. Um, That has just stayed in my brain. Um really really dug its way in there it's not not letting go um and that's great because it's just nice to see sort of a refreshing take on the idea of of uh you know a multiverse the idea of uh alternate realities and timelines yeah you know crossing over and uh you know different versions of of your yourself and your life and what could have been uh and what might not have been, you know, um, I never ever thought I'd see two rocks have a meaningful conversation with each other, but it happened. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, really love that movie quite a bit. And I, yeah, like I cried as much as I laughed as much as I was just in complete awe of the whole thing. Like it was just, it was just so cool. And just to see, you know, Michelle Yeoh and how much that story and that movie meant to her and that character, that, you know, her reaction to that whole thing is just still so powerful. Cause, cause like I thought she's had, she's had such an incredible career, you know, she was, you know, she's in a James Bond movie, she's the crouching tiger hidden dragon. Like she's in the MCU now, like she's done so much in her life, but it wasn't until this film that she was like, you know, I'm I'm getting to play, you know, something that I've never really done, and it's in Hollywood. It's an American movie, you know. Like, yeah, uh, I just I thought that was just wonderful. But it's just so clever and just so well written and and performed by the whole cast. And to to you know to bring back Data from the Goonies, short round from Indiana Jones, um, he <laughs> he is just incredible and gives you know his probably career best performance I would say not that I've seen a lot of what he's done but um but yeah he gets some of the best dialogue in the whole movie and it's just brilliant so if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once please do yourself a favor and check it out um it's yeah I don't know if it's streaming yet but it is out on dvd and blu-ray so and 4k if you want to watch um you know women with hot dogs for hands in 4k for fingers Yes, for fingers. That's what I meant. <laughs> Big fucking hot dogs. Big hot dog fingers. Okay. It's great. Don't question it. Just go with it. I won't. Fulia. Yes. Uh, something for you for your 22. Uh, I'm going to start off with Disney and I'm going to say Turning Red. Hey. My goodness. That, that movie was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And I watched it twice in the same week. That's how much I loved it. Yeah, it's good. Um, very relatable in terms of being a 90s kid, mm-hmm. um, but not so relatable 
for us here in Australia because it was based in Toronto, Canada. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. um, but, you know, I still loved it no matter what. Um, even though I am not of an Asian family, I'm from a Middle Eastern family and some of the things that happen in that film, I was able to relate to when I was a kid with my Mm -hmm. family. So Mm -hmm. it was really interesting and being able to, um, you know, see things that you had grown up with in a film like that is so cool. Yeah. Um, and with the little twist of the fact that, you know, uh, Meilin turns into a red panda. <laughs> a giant red panda. <laughs> and the most fluffiest and cutest red panda ever. <laughs> and much. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also had, like, an underlying story about just between her and her mother. The relationship with her and her mother mm-hmm. has been really rocky for quite some time. Yeah. And so... You know, by the end of it, they sort their they sort their things out, and it's absolutely wonderful to be able to witness that in mm-hmm. a movie. Um, and yeah, just loved it so much. Um, I I know I've only I've already seen it twice, but I need to see it again because it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and the music they put into it too. No, can we talk about th- yes? So boy band pop. Yeah. Reminds me of the Bastard Boys and Sync. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's my first one. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Michael. Hello. What what what's the first the first thing that comes to your mind when you look back on the year so far? Um there's been a couple of disappointments, but <laughs> won't go into it here. Like, why did I pay money for this? But, <laughs> but uh, not to focus on the bad. I think probably one of my favourite movies to come out so far, and been what and actually bought like digital copy of it. <clears throat> it's got to be the Batman. Nice. Um, this is probably, it's almost, almost my favorite live action Batman. Cause I think the biggest plus for me is I really enjoy this, uh, re- uh, adaptation rendition of Gotham. It's probably mm. my favorite Gotham on screen. Uh, because it does remind me of the Arkham games as well, where it's, it's seedy. It's, it's just the, uh, seeing like different areas like the underbelly as well, as well. And yeah, it's, uh, it has to be like one of my favorite, uh, Batman, like live actions. It's sort of my, my ideas for what the Batman is. Um, Especially if it, it being the like year one or two of Batman, like, um, and and if they're going to do more of these, I I can't wait for um Robert Pattinson or Robert Batten Bat, uh, <laughs> gets more into it and be and we see more of what what this Batman can do and also, um, more 
just I, I want to see more uh, of this Batman in this particular universe, and I and I really like the fact that um, it's not part of anything, uh, especially with like a DC universe. It's like this is the sort of thing I like, just separate stories uh, with no connection to any of the others uh and that's probably why i like joker so much because it, it just drops you in of familiar characters and the way they do like um riddler was very interesting especially especially if it's based on something like um uh seven or <clears throat> the zodiac killer or anything like that i i kind of like that sort of aesthetic and yeah and it's pretty long i have to admit <laughs> it's pretty long but uh if my wife likes it then i like it too <laughs> it, if i can get my wife to li- like something it's a big plus as well mm. yeah yeah for sure yeah um well i might keep the dc theme running and talk about uh very Possibly, but I, I'd have to look back and see if I forgot anything else. Uh, one of well, my favorite show of this year, if not it, definitely my top five shows of this year, and that has to be Peacemaker. Mm. Um, what a lot of fun uh, that was. That was just... Oh, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Um, you know, I even though it was James Gunn, it's John Cena, and it's, you know, just this incredible cast of characters, I had no idea that I was in for, you know, something as as wild and off the chain and off just off kilter and just hilarious as this was. Like, and John Cena blew me away, to be honest. Like, I never expected him to be not only, not only that good at comedy, but that good at, like, pathos and, like, yeah. drama and like just range just, just range like the, the the man has some range um that i didn't see coming um so that was that was really really fantastic and just for for you know warner brothers and dc to say to james gunn you know here's the keys to the kingdom essentially like you know the suicide squad was definitely a hit um it was a huge improvement on the previous film um, and, uh, hmm. that was also one of, one of the best films of last year, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, yeah, to be able to continue it in this series and let him have eight episodes for him to just kind of go wild and, you know, swearing and violence and just, you know, anything goes really. And it, and it just was at the core of it, just such a great human story about a boy and his father yeah. and, uh, you know, and dealing with that relationship and trying to seek approval and uh and then at the same time battling aliens from taking over <laughs> the, the 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 earth like it's just yeah it was just absolutely wonderful so and, uh, i am yeah yeah and also uh just casually dropping uh uh batmite yeah is a huge plus for me absolutely like, wow <laughs> Someone as obscure as that. Yeah, James Gunn found a way to make Batmite um, <laughs> makes not would not just make sense, but just you know include uh, Batmite. Just canonical. 
Yeah, canon. Yeah, that's within the it. Snyder Snyder universe. Yeah. Yeah, the the deep cuts characters that he referenced um, during those episodes, whether they were front and center, whether they're in the background, like just yeah, just very very cool, and possibly you know, you know, one of the greatest like uh, cameo appearances of other actors from the <laughs> you know the movies if you will, uh, I thought was fantastic. So yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Um, Peacemaker. Nice. Fulia, um, what else of this year do you, uh, love to think about and and look at, look back on? Um, well maybe sticking with the Disney train, um, but moving to a, to the other side of the DC pond, I'm going to go with Marvel uh-huh. and say Moon Knight. God damn it. That was going to be my next one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You, you talk about it and I will chime in wherever. I love that show. I never thought I would love a Marvel show so much. Yeah. Wow. And it was this one. Um, I love my ancient Egyptian mythology uh, and... Not to mention seeing um, Middle Eastern slash African uh, superheroes. <laughs> yeah, hell it's yeah. freaking amazing. It's so good. It's so awesome to be able to see someone. I mean, I look a little bit paler than I used to be, but <laughs> my tan has gone because I've been a hermit for the last two years. Um, but being able to see someone that has the same kind, similar sort of olive skin, dark hair, and they're, and they're freaking superheroes. My goodness. It, it blew me away, that show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. I'm going to get his name wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Am I going to come for you right now? Please. Okay, okay. Are we, are we looking at actors or characters here? Actors. Are you, are you literally telling me the you forgot Oscar Isaac's I, name? I keep going to say Jason, but it's not Jason. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Jason Isaac? Wait, wait, oh, that's why. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Apologies my, to Oscar my, Isaac. My brain just cannot retain names very well. That's and okay. I'm really sorry. Again, that's why I'm on this podcast. Exactly. Literally because I retain all of that shit. Thank you. You're welcome. Oscar Isaac is phenomenal. So good. In this show. He's, he's Being incredible. able to portray not one, not two, but three freaking characters in one. Mm-hmm. Um... Being able to do, I'm going to say most of his stunts is what he's done, but I'm going to say the action stuff he's done when he's in Moon Knight costume by a stunt double, which is totally fine. Oh, yeah, that's Hollywood. Yeah. But the action scenes in Moon Knight is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The And then you get, like, then you get, like, pieces of story come together. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. It gives you more about... Like some of the mythology uh, about Konshu, um, which is one of the one of the legends I've never really looked into mm. ever. Mm-hmm. But learning about it in this, in a more of a heightened reality sort of a way, it intrigued me a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then you get your sinister characters with Harrow, um, tr- with with their ulterior motive, or mm-hmm. maybe not so. Um, it's just such an interesting story that they went with in this particular show. And I loved it so much. Um, I, I, I said when we finished the show that I needed to do a rewatch. I haven't done it yet, but I really want to. Yeah. And I am going to be looking everywhere if anyone has ever made it or if it's ever going to come to retail stores at all. The little Konshu statue. <laughs> the little bust thing. Yeah. Oh, the... um. Uh, Ushapti. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want one. Yeah, yeah. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we know what um, to get for the for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Someone 3D print it, please. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd, be, that'd be so cool. Can I just piggyback off you for a second and yes. just say, I, I feel like Moon Knight's probably the best thing Marvel has done this year. 100%. Um, and a big part of that is Oscar Isaac. Yes. That performance was just astonishing. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. And so entertaining. I miss Stephen Grant so much. <laughs> I want I more. really do. Yeah. Too. I'm in a few Moon Knight groups on Facebook and the amount of people that were very sad that there was no mention of a Moon Knight season two last oh, week at San Diego was... I'm like, but I'm like, it's not happening, guys. It's, it's, or, we're not, we're not or getting D23, D23. And I'm not getting my hopes up. And I've learned, if, if there's one thing I've learned in life lately is don't get your hopes <laughs> up about anything because you will be disappointed. Yes. Um, yes, but anyway. Especially, um, especially X Men in the, in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Before 2025. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but it's really. But you've seen the video that I sent, right? Oh, I haven't had a chance to watch it, sorry. Uh, that's all right. It sort of explains why we haven't really seen anything. Mm. It involves, like, background uh, contracts and that, and that, how... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Like, they're, they're not allowed out, to sorry. use, like, um, their own actors to play uh, X-Men characters until yeah. that cutoff point. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That so, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so. Yeah. Nice. And then Thanks. the last thing I will mention about Moon Knight is Scarlet Scarab. Oh my god, Layla. Layla is Layla. awesome. Yeah, she's so good. Layla. I got, I got Layla, the Scarlet. Layla, Layla. <laughs> I got the Scarlet Scarab pop. Yeah. The, <laughs> from the, the 2022 San Diego exclusive Comic Con pop. It's very cool. It's so cool. I love it. And I kind of want to cosplay as her. You should. Because it just looks so freaking awesome. You would look badass <laughs> in that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can, you know, do an impression of Towerette at the same time. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be that good at it, but sure. Ooh. I'll try. Layla. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yes, hippo. Yes, loved Moon Knight. Such a good show. So much, and I can be Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I'm that a works. white guy. <laughs> <laughs> white guy. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Good choice, Fulia. Highly, you. highly agree with your choice. Yes, and apparently Ash agrees too. Moon Knight was the best thing to arrive this year so far. Fifteen out of ten. Oh, Ash. Hold well on. <laughs> yes. 
yes, yes. We love Moon Knight on this podcast. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Um, Michael, what's next from you? Yeah, great story. Um, Moon Knight, just to back, back that up. Mm, uh, and mm-hmm. also the connective tissue to MCU was just perfect. It's just subtle, not just hit yourself over the head. And it's, yeah. and it's sort of the same as Miss Marvel as well, mm. even though that's sort of a direct connection because Marvels and, and, and all that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, hmm, where should we go? I've got a couple. Um, TV, still TV themed. Uh, probably, uh, uh, my fa. No, I'm not going to say that because that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> going on Disney, I think I really enjoyed o- the Obi Wan series. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of like little story wi- within like this uh, section of ti- timeline is pr- probably the only thing that they can do, but it's uh, but it was good and especially uh, re uh, to rewatch it to be its continuation of the story. Sure, there's like things that people say, oh that's stupid. It's like well, doesn't matter. It's it's fun. It's, it has to have the fun and sort of um, where Obi-Wan is at this present time and as well as um, uh, his relationship with with Vader now and where they are. And hey, don't want a season two. It, that's the sort of, and that's the sort no. of uh, thing that I like. If it's a standalone and it just works, it's, it's really good. I don't mm-hmm. want to see. I don't want to see a season two where he's just fucking around with Qui Gon in the desert. I don't want to see <laughs> that shit. It's like I don't. No, no. We we Qui Gon's Force Ghost. <laughs> yeah. We we. That's what we just need. That that's it. Just that, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, the attack on want, the on the air. And I wasn't really that concerned if he if he didn't say hello there. <laughs> yeah, that felt that really felt shoehorned in, didn't it? <laughs> I thought, well, if you kind of put it somewhere, you put it there. But yeah, that's pro- probably mm, probably probably my favorite Star Wars at this present time, especially this year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, nice. I mean, Boba Fett came out, and it's like, yeah, it's all right, I guess. Uh, Mandalorian season two point five. Just to see where Mando is. I mean, <laughs> just to set up for season three. Um, yeah, that's that's mm. my favourite Star Wars so far. Nice, cool, nice. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about a movie next, um, and that movie is Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Um, because. Yeah, one of the best times I've had in cinema all year. Nice. Yeah, like it really, it really lives up to the hype. Like, there's a reason it's made well over a billion dollars. Um, it is a very good movie. <laughs> it had no right to be that good. Yeah. It really, it really, really didn't. Um, I've said it once. I've said, I'll say it a million times. Um, it's just, it's nostalgia done properly, you know, um, and. It, they just, I don't know, they pay pay tribute to the original film in the best way without being, you know, 
patronizing or talking down to the audience. Like it just, it knows and it understands what it is and just, and leans into it in the best way possible. Um, and for me, just the fact that they put the actors up in jets and actually filmed everything up in the air. Like you can't beat that. Like this movie would not have been as good if it was CGI. No, I tell that's you. insane. <clears throat> it's yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, just and seeing it on the big screen, like I would have loved to have seen it in IMAX. Originally, I was going to do IMAX, but plans didn't uh, work out in the end. But I did see it in like the extreme screen or VMAX, whatever it mm. is. Um, you know, the next biggest screen possible. And yeah, it's just it's so immersive. Um, but it's such a great story, and Tom Cruise like does a you know a very good job. You know, for someone who's just turned sixty. Um, he's, yeah, he's still got it. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely incredible. Um, one of the greats and, uh, yeah, I just, cause I, it's just so funny. Cause I just remember when they announced the movie, I was like, why the, you know, it's so long after the original film and how do you top Top Gun for lack of a better phrase? Like, how do you, like, it was so iconic back in the eighties, mm. you know, and it hold uh, you know, it, to a certain degree it holds up today um it is it is very much of its time but it you can see why it's you know endured um culturally um Mm. for the last almost 30 years uh sorry almost 40 years at this point um so yeah but it's just the fact that it i I went from we don't need this to i'm glad we have this is just i think a testament to the people that worked on the movie um who wrote the script who directed it who brought it to life and uh you know pay tribute to the memory of Tony Scott, I think, in the best way. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so um, Goose didn't let you down. <laughs> uh, can I talk spoilers for a second or no? We're not talking spoilers. Well, I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Neither have I. Okay. I just know I that quote from Ted, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, well, yeah, I won't go into spoilers. But, um, but yes, there are some great characters in this. And the great, it's a really, it's a really good story, too. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, wonderful. So, um, I'm, and I've seen it twice and I, I can't wait to see it again, uh, once it comes out on, uh, on the on small Blu-ray. screen. On the smaller screen, yeah. So, highly recommend Top Gun mm. Maverick, yes. Fulia? Yes. Another one from you? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to keep going with the movie theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say this particular movie blew me away. And that is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Hey. Elvis. Elvis. Holy crap. I learned so much about Elvis Presley in me this too. movie. Mm-hmm. And Austin Butler killed it. Absolutely yep. killed it. So good. And you know what? I just... There was so much I had no idea about with Elvis. Like, I didn't I didn't know... Like, I knew of his music and the films that he made. But his personal life? No clue. Had no idea. To be able to learn about that sort of stuff in this film, that was absolutely mind-blowing and but I was also very very happy to learn it all um Mm. 
yes, uh, okay, it is a bit more of a heightened reality version of, but if um, Priscilla Presley is happy with how this turned out and is absolutely happy with how Austin played Elvis, Mm -hmm. then we have a really good story. That just, I don't, I I can't like explain how amazing it was. Yeah. And like, even for someone who's not a huge Elvis fan, but I do like his music. Mm -hmm. Just loved it so much. Mm. And the production value on this, Baz Luhrmann did an amazing job bringing this together. Hell yeah. Um, And how absolutely dazzling a lot of the things that we saw in the film were. Mm. And I just, I, my eyes were glued to the screen when I was watching Elvis and I am so glad I watched it. I am so happy I watched it. Nice. Um, and I want to watch it again and I want to get the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to the soundtrack already. Um, even before the album actually came out on CD, it's actually available to listen to on, on digital streaming services. Mm. Um, and it just took, when I listened to the soundtrack, it took me back to the movie again. So good. Yeah. And I love the fact that Austin Butler did most of the singing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of the singing. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. And he was like so close to being on point with actually being sounding like Elvis Mm. and it was so good. Yeah. Um, and the way, the way he moves and just, oh man, I I can't speak highly enough of Austin Butler. He did a phenomenal job. He's going to get an Oscar nomination. hundred percent. Yeah. Easy. Um, yeah, absolutely loved Elvis. If you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor and watch it. Even if you're not a huge Elvis fan, watch it. Mm. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do contest. It is a good film. Yes. And you don't need to know Elvis to no. get it. No, no, for sure not. Definitely. Right. Yes. Hit us up, Michael. What do you got for us? Well, uh, um, yeah. Uh, segway, segway, segway. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily a movie, but it felt like uh, a string of movies. Uh, rammed into one uh, one, mm-hmm. one thing I'm talking about Stranger Things season, th- season 4 yeah probably my biggest highlight <laughs> of this year fair call fair call uh, split into two uh, but was pretty much needed uh, for the production side of it as well as the hype uh, getting into it, especially after the the volume one, and where where is where it is going to go, and how this season is a bit like the um, the Empire Strikes Back of uh, Stranger Things, and where 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 they're going to set up for season five being the last and and final episode of Stranger Things of this present form because they're going to do spin-offs later on down the track. Mm. 
and yeah emotionally i was there for it uh especially when you've been seeing these kids ever since they were kids and now they're pretty much adults and and their stories are more intense more more involved more deep and they're not just the cute kids anymore and and just the way that uh, the duffer brothers are actually dealing with with like all the themes with with guilt and loss and dealing with like um uh all the genres as well especially with horror and 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 also a bit of comedy thrown in because you need that for levity and just new characters coming in and old characters like forming themselves into this weird world this strange world uh, of the upside down and dealing with the sort of uh dealing with the sort of plethora of where this show is going to go especially at the end and just each each and every episode is is uh, it's all essential and none of it has any fat that needs to be trimmed it's like oh they could have got rid of that no it was it was all good and i don't want to spoil anything about it but uh i was it made me laugh it made me cry god it made me cry (laughs) did it change your life oh it changed my life (laughs) (laughs) and it will be sad when when this comes to a close but i think hopefully they'll just stick to landing and yes ash it was absolutely amazing absolutely positively and yeah and just the just the universe itself especially the internet just just grabbing grabbing this show with both hands and and just the memes that come out of it it's it's a life for itself and god damn <laughs> i knew about eddie i knew it's what they do that still hurts uh, <laughs> god damn but they brought oh, yes <laughs> but they somehow brought back brought back billy just for a scene. Mm. But surely. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just to, um, if I can make a Stranger Things pun, uh, piggyback off of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly think, I really do think it's the best season since the beginning. Um, it's And it's just especially the way culturally it's blown up like just it's the show is bigger than it's ever been um i don't remember season two or three being this like obviously uh, people were losing their shit but for some reason this season what they did with the story and with the characters really just elevated it to this huge level um that i i just i haven't seen you know uh, fans respond to media like this for a long time. Like, you know, it's been over for almost a month now and 
I'm scrolling through social media every day and I see posts about it. I see, you know, memes. I see, I see gifts. I see fan fiction. I see everything. Um, some incredible fan art as well. Like it's just, yeah. Oh man. They fucking nailed it with season four. It's just, I agree with you, Mike. It's yeah. One of my favorite things I've seen this year as well. Easily. Yeah. hundred percent. Oof. Good shit. <laughs> Good shit. All right. Well, um, shall we go around one more time and then say we call it? Yeah. 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 Sounds good. All right. Um, I'm going to mention a film for my last, uh, my last thing. Um, and that film is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> <laughs> Still need to see it. Yeah, you got... Oh, man, you got to see it. Uh, it just came out on DVD and Blu-ray. Plug, plug, plug. Um, so check it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, just as good, if not better, this film than I expected. Um, for those who aren't aware, uh, Nicolas Cage is basically playing himself hmm. in this movie. Um, and, you know, he ends up getting invited to... Uh, a birthday celebration for um, uh, Pedro Pascal's character uh, in this. He's like a yeah, super wealthy guy in 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 Spain, um, and it's just it's just hilarious. It's meta comedy at its finest, um, and I just love Nicolas Cage so much more for him taking on this role. You know, and being able to poke fun at himself from all angles. Um, <laughs> his whole career kind of gets brought into this. Um, you know, there are references to a bunch of different projects. And, and then just the bromance between him and Pedro is just so wonderful. They have such a great on-screen chemistry as these two dudes who just really start off as one being a fan of the other. And then by the end, they're, they're, they're brothers, really. Hmm. Um, it's a beautiful... A friendship um, that blossoms between them, and it's so funny. It's so funny. It's yeah. I. It's probably one of the biggest laughs I've had in a cinema all year. This movie, like, and it, it and it nails the 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 comedy and the action. Like the the tone never feels off um, or inappropriate. It just it's a really really enjoyable time. Like it's a, yeah, it's a good story, very entertaining. Some good action thrown in there as well, but just you'll be dying laughing. Like, it's just... And just Pedro Pascal is, like, the most wholesome person. <laughs> His <laughs> character is just so wholesome and kind of naive um, and just so sweet. Like, just, yeah. I did, uh, I can't I can't rate it higher, to be honest. I, I really, really liked it a lot. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. I've only seen it the one time, but, um, yeah, we'll be watching that again very soon at some point um but yeah i loved it cool yes yes fulia your yes. final your final look back on 2022 pick one uh, <laughs> okay okay this is a tough one mm-hmm. um because i there was a few other ones that i really liked well if you want to quickly name them all well for it. just as an honorable mention okay um i'd like to mention um the baymax the series that came out in june um, they're like little 10 minute shorts and they're absolutely adorable. Loved it so much. So big hero six fans go check out Baymax, the series on Disney plus, mm-hmm. um, going from one streaming service to another, um, Netflix, there's a 
uh, we'll say it's a baking competition called Is It Cake? <laughs> and I loved it because it's these pastry chefs coming in, making cakes in the shape of inanimate objects and trying to fool celebrity judges um, to see whether or not they can pull it off. That sounds and great. And make it look like an inanimate object, like <laughs> like a hamburger or, or a bowling pin or a freaking handbag. And some of these things that these these cake makers bake look almost identical. You wouldn't be able to tell them apart from a distance. Mm. So that's that was the whole point. The judges would stand at a distance mm. and they'll have a look at like a row of say, handbags and they have to pick out the one that's a cake. Wow. And my gosh, they're so talented. Okay. These these bakers are so talented. Um, definitely worth the watch. Nice. Um Doctor Strange was also one that I really enjoyed. Hell yeah. Such a good movie. And, um, I mean, yes, it had its issues. It had its flaws. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it, especially from a sort of an aesthetic CG sort of a standpoint. It really blew me away with the cinematography and all that mm. sort of stuff. Hell yeah. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But the one that I'm going to mention that I like one of my absolute favorites from this year so far um, is Miss Marvel. Hey. Another thing to be relatable about mm-hmm. being able to see another uh, culture that I am somewhat related to in a in a Marvel film mm-hmm. or a series, mm-hmm. uh, and it's something like I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I've always kind of like as a kid, I did want to be a superhero. As a kid, Aww. which was kind of like, <laughs> but it only, you know, I had like a little phase mm. of me wanting to be a superhero, but, That's um, amazing. seeing Miss Marvel, it kind of made my heart swell because it was Aww. the best thing ever. Um, and being so relatable and especially because it's set in today's time, um, with, you know, social media and content creating and all that sort of stuff mm. and mm-hmm. being able to relate to all that as well. Um, Ms. Marvel, my gosh, such, uh, such a breath of fresh air, honestly, for mm-hmm. a Marvel series. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that show. Um, and it, that's a, that's another cosplay I want to see at cons. That'd be amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and the story as well. Just yeah, so good. It was very good. Such a good story. Aman Vellani mm. did such a great job she as sure um, Cam- Kamala. Kamala. I, I almost said Cam- Kamala. <laughs> no, I'm that's getting the character v- names that's the mixed v- up. <laughs> Kamala. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, no, Miss Marvel, man. Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Ash agrees, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then he says you are a superhero. Oh, Ash. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so nice. Yes, Miss Marvel was was awesome. Yes, yeah. it really was. It was a very good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Michael, take us home. Yes. Um with your final uh look back on 2022. Well, I was hoping Stranger Things because that was all I had in the tank. But 
That, that was like my biggest thing. But I will mention uh, Australia, a an an Australian show that I watch with my kids, and I just really enjoy it. Uh, I know you've probably never seen it because you don't need to because it's a kids' show. Why would you go see it? But Bluey. I was gonna say it's Bluey, isn't it? And I've actually seen some episodes of Bluey because. I have a lot of friends with kids and uh, a couple in particular. Um, <laughs> they are, bl- are Bluey household. I'm very proud. And uh, I've been there when Bluey's been on. And uh, it's it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, for a kid's show. It, it definitely has like um, elements for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just for the kids uh, that have good morals and good stories. But it also has like subtle things that only... Um, adults can pick up on not like dirty jokes or anything like that but there's but there's issues as well like there's an episode like from the previous seasons like the reason why I'm talking about this because season 3 was uh, just released uh, a part 2 of season 3 because they've sort of segged them up because of COVID Mm. and they're sort of releasing them bit by bit Uh, but there was a previous uh, episode called Early Baby which is kids sort of playing around at um, uh, in their kindergarten of and doing make believe, and one one of them was a, a maternity ward that, <laughs> that they were playing, and one of one of them was a um, a kid uh, pretending uh, that uh, because in her uh, world. Um, her sister was a premature, was a premature baby, and they were go, and they were sort of in the. It's sort of like the Rugrats thing where they sort of get things, but they're sort of slanted with a kid's sort of mind, and they call it an early baby. And then, uh, 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 no, this is meant to be my sister's like an early baby, and and all that, and it's sort of um, how she sort of dealt dealt with her younger sister being premature and the ki- and the adults sort of being wary of uh of uh their kid like witnessing like their um their child uh going through it's like oh what's going on is there something wrong or anything like that but it's sort of doing the playful thing as well um and so they do deal with they slightly do deal with issues like that like like there's different sort of um variations of 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 those particular borderline adult sort of things i mean there there was like two dads talking about vasectomy in in one episode but but uh you don't you don't really pick it up as, as a kid but you can sort of see it's like it's like um well i was thinking of doing it but but me, me and Chili, his wife, uh, we're we're going to keep our options open and and all this sort of, sort of stuff. So you could sort of pick it up and there. But there was one particular episode that sort of broke me. <laughs> oh, Michael. Um, there was one episode called Onesie where uh, Bluey and uh, her auntie sort of cut. Uh, comes uh, comes into the fray, and we haven't seen this auntie uh, in the show for, uh, at all. 
and they explain, well, we haven't seen this, this auntie for a couple of years, and um, it's like the last time they sort of see seeing each other is when uh, Bluey's sister Bingo was was like born, and it sort of goes along the fray of um, um, uh, Chili, who's the mum, her sister couldn't have children and so the re some of the reasons why she couldn't be around is because the 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 sort of constant reminder of i can't have kids <laughs> it's like wow you're doing this in a fucking kid show yeah wow and yeah they sort of, and if they're doing more vi things like this i think I think they're going to put subtle hints within. It's like no doubt they're going to do like, like really serious stuff. Like, I there there is there isn't in the bluey Discord. Um, <laughs> there there is a subtle hint that uh, their grandfather has died because you only see him in one episode. Mm. And then all the continued episodes is just grand's grand still there, but we don't see the granddad. So there's something about that, and yeah, Bluey do, does get deep sometimes from Ash, and has has choked 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 you up more than once, especially. Um, there's one episode where. Um, the kids are sort of play acting on how the parents sort of met and there are elements to say that their first their first pregnancy was a miscarriage yeah I think I heard about that episode actually yeah so yeah. you don't you, you, you sort of pick this up and it's like and there's uh, there are some episodes that I don't want to watch in front of my kids because I know I'm going to bawl my eyes out. But there's one there's one at the end. There, there's there's an ending that um uh where one of the kids uh, uh well they were talking about how Bluey first um was doing first when they were kids, like first time like crawling and 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 there was like. It's like, well, it's not a competition, and she's sort of in. Uh, they're doing flashbacks where they're sort of in this mum's group, and and she, and Chili was feeling really desperate for Bluey to like be one of the first to to sit up and sit down and and do crawling, and then one of the mums uh, said um, said, well, uh, this is my first, so and. And all she said was, you're doing great. And at the end of the episode, Bluey gets up and walks for the first time. And she and she started walking to her mum. Yeah. Oh, fuck. This... Wow. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so... That's powerful stuff. More Bluey, please. 
Mm. And there's a good export for Australian content as well. Like Disney, mm. Disney um, distributes Bluey as well on the Disney Junior. So there you yeah, go. yeah, they do. Yeah. No, apparently it's it's big overseas. Bluey, um, like in America, I think it's taking yeah. off in the UK as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I love. I love like it's one. It's the thing I always say about Pixar is like the fact that they make movies that are you know that the adults will relate to at, and enjoy just as much as the kids. And Bluey is the Australian equivalent of that, I mm. think. Um, and just in terms of educating and influencing um, the youth of today, you know, our kids and yeah, yeah, it's the fact that it's as popular as it is is just is awesome. Mm. Very, very, very awesome. Michael, thank you for sharing that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's Oof. right. Uh, okay. Mm. Um, it's been an episode of Feels. And <laughs> on that note, Popcorn Culture is done. Yes. Um, those are our highlights uh, of our year so far in terms of what we watched. Some pretty good stuff in there, guys. Yeah. That was a good roundup. That's a good mix. Mm. Yeah. Very good mix. Very good mix. Um. All right, well, um, before we go, Fulia and I have to plug a podcast uh, by the name of... The Monthly at Winifred's! Yes! The Monthly at Winifred's. And uh, this month for July, uh, we go into some more extra detail uh, about all things San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, we um, do. About a lot of the things that we didn't get to cover in a podcast called Fred last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and our thoughts on said things. Yes. Um, and things that were announced, projects and trailers and all of that. Uh, very, very cool, mm. fun chat we had. Yeah, it was lots of fun. It was mainly mainly about the things that we were most excited for. Mm. Um, but definitely um more than just about the marvel stuff so yes definitely yes. worth um, checking out if you do want to go and find out what other things were announced during the san diego comic-con hall h announcements yes of this year yes. so um please go check that out mm-hmm. uh it is available for you right now on all of the podcast feeds yes yes go go listen yes please. subscribe like share do all those things that we love for you to do. Yes, definitely the only monthly to get excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First Comic Con in three years, baby. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Um, all right, I think it's time to wrap it up. What do you say? Let's wrap it up let's, like a burrito. Let's Yes. <laughs> Enjoy your True burrito. That. <laughs> yes. All right. And, and that, that was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Freddy Alien Productions. And if you're watching the video right now, make sure to sit. Like the channel, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon to be notified of future content. Yeah, do it, you filthy animals. <laughs> yes. 
leave us a review on any of the uh, podcasting apps too. Yeah, or comment below on the YouTube uh, video on yes. our pod and let us know your thoughts of the episode. Absolutely. Please do. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, until next time, I've been Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fuga Cantaramaja. And I've been an emotional Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you just experienced a podcast, a podcast called Friend. Friend. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and it's only halfway. Of 2022. Hopefully, the next year will be great. <laughs> Not long until Christmas. Oh, don't say that. Not long before Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, Ooh. let's go. Let's focus on Halloween first. <laughs> there we go. That's more exciting. That's more exciting. <laughs> Three months until Halloween, baby. Yay! Yay. Spooky, scary. Skeletons. Skeletons. <laughs> and and, and... and... See. See. <laughs>